Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. Hello and welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about around the city chatting to some inspirational Glasgow folk. So this week we caught up with the amazing Amy Moore. Amy Moore is a social media star. She has her own blog, vlog, and she also is a quiz queen as well, doing the Instagram for one of Scotland's largest brands. Amy is completely crazy and totally lovely, and she's also a good friend of mine. We met back when we both worked at Fake Bake United. Amy was our social media gal, and she just was one of you know the best people that you can work with. She's a super clever, and she's only 21. She's accomplished so much. So without further ado, over to Amy. Hello, Amy. Hello, how are we? Good, good. Thank you very much for joining us on the Glasgow Girls Club podcast. Excited to be here. Oh, brilliant. So, We'll have a lot of girls listening, Amy, that want to hear about you, about your kind of career history, if you like. You're only 21, but you're yeah. already smashing it. Um, and so they'll be wanting to know all about how you got into fashion, you're a quiz queen. So why don't we start back at the beginning then? Like, what did you do when you first left school? So when I first left school, uh, in my last year at school, when I was doing my hires, everyone was picking, like, geography and history and maths and all that and I was like nah not for me and I was just one of those girls that picked drama art and fashion and all the teachers and all the mums were like oh she's picking the daft subjects but I was like <laughs> I was like no. them. I was like no hen I was like I'm having a good time I'm going to enjoy these subjects and I know that's what I want and after I did my dummy subjects as some people would say <laughs> I was ready to go to uni I saw this degree in fashion business and I was ready for it and then I told all my teachers and everything, right, it's fifth year, I've finished fifth year, I'm only 16, but like I want to go to uni now, like, I've got the qualifications, and they says, no, you're so, that's the worst thing you could ever do, you're only 16, you need a few more years, you're not ready, um, you need to do six year, and I was like, nah, like, I'm not going to let a teacher sit and tell me what to do. Good um, for you. So, <clears throat> after fifth year, went straight to uni when I was only a wee baby 16, went to do... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, I don't think I, I can look at you right <laughs> for anyone listening we're, <laughs> we're sitting on the floor right now hugging yes. pillows it's very glam <laughs> <laughs> so um, right, I'm not looking at you right <laughs> so, your teacher had told you like, yeah, don't you're leave. too young whatever and I just thought no I'm not going to listen to a teacher tell me what to do um, so when I was 16, I went off into the big bad world and I went to Glasgow Cali Uni to do fashion business. Did that for three years and in my third year, I had to do a placement, like an internship. And I was, I was, was always quite into the full business thing and I always seen Michelle Moan, she was just like, Typical businesswoman in Scotland back yeah. in the day, wasn't she? Not yeah, sure what she's course. up to now, but but at that point she was like Miss Scotland when it came to business and she obviously owned Ultimo, the lingerie brand, which sadly does now not exist. What does it not? No. I didn't Shut even down know about that. Christmas time, yeah. I did it, right, mm-hmm. okay, that's probably because she wasn't there. Yep, yeah, she did an amazing job and then once she left I think it just kind of fell. That's a shame. <clears throat> um, so I went to do my placement and turn, um, interviewed at Ultimo, got the 
the kind of internship straight away. Um, and I stayed there for six months doing the internship, did two days a week. Do you know all this? No, I just know from Facebook. Yeah. I just know from Facebook. Um, so did the internship for six months and it was two days a week. Um, and then I spent another three days at uni and then the weekend working. So it was like for a full six months, it just wasn't one day off. But it was fun because it was like things I wanted to do. Um, so I started off in the design department, designing bras. Um, how and I, random! I know. That's cool though. But um, and how do you design a bra? <laughs> there's a lot of effort into it. There's oh, lots of different parts of the bra that you don't think about. That's that's um, crazy. Components and um, lots of different shapes and sizes. You oh, know, of course, yeah. Um, and then I didn't really like the design thing, and I always walked by the marketing department, and I was like, right, I want to get in there. That's the fun part. <laughs> um, and then after two months, I moved into marketing. And at that point, this was maybe, what, three, four years ago now, so social media wasn't a big thing, but they had an Instagram and it had, like, 200 followers and they were posting pictures, like, big greasy burgers and stuff. And I was like, guys, like... Are you joking? I was like, you are, like, this, like, sexy lingerie brand you're posting pictures, like, a big five, guys. What's going on? (laughs) And what did they say? They were like, oh, um, it's an agency doing it right now. We don't really spend much time on it. We don't see the value. I was like, what? So then um, I started kind of pushing towards that thing, that in the end. Um, and after my six months internship, they said, I said to them, listen, you guys need to make social media like a more of a thing here. They were paying this agency a lot of money to post their five guys for lunch. That's and it just crazy. wasn't right. It wasn't on brand. Um, so then they ended up off. I had to have a meeting with Michelle Moan. I had to present to her. Um, this big, basically this big presentation, this big pack of what I can do as social media and and what they need to do as a brand and what so kind of direction. So you did a presentation from Michelle Moan. Yeah. So what that to do is for social media. a crazy career highlight. <coughs> and I was only... seventeen. I was only seventeen, so I was literally, I was shitting myself. No wonder. Obviously, it was like a massive successful company, but they were they were doing everything else amazingly. But social media, like back then, it, it wasn't. It, it, it was thing. four years ago. It was new. Like, and then I had to go into a meeting with Michelle Moan and present to her all these things that I think that like she should she should do basically. Were you nervous? Yeah, I was shitting myself. How did you overcome your nerves? I, I don't think I did. And like, oh, was it like a power, a big PowerPoint thing? I was like yeah, a big board big PowerPoint. Pen. I had to go through each slide and talk through what I was going to do. Seventeen. What, I was what like, did she oh! say to you? What was her feedback? And then after that, I was really scared because obviously a lot of people said she's she's a hard one to impress and she can take people one way or the other. And then at the end of it, she was like amazing. Um, it's crazy what like a young seventeen year old can do compared to a big London agency. And I was like, okay, <sighs> Amy. So amazing. I was so happy. And then they gave me a part-time job while I was still at uni. So I think, so I did the internship when I was in second year. And then when I went into third year, they offered me the part-time job doing social media. Because it was such a small thing as well, it was it was only a part-time job. It yep. wasn't a big thing. So during my third year at uni, that was my job, doing social media for Ultimo. So it was so good to, like, to get that head start and actually work in what you want to do while you're still studying yeah, as I mean, part-time that's... because I don't actually think you could get that now. I don't think no, people struggle, a big don't company they? could do that just with someone at uni part-time because it's, it's, it's huge now. So what type of thing did you do content-wise then? So I was I would go down to like different boardrooms and I'd get kind of, I would go out and I'd, I'd get props, I'd buy flowers and I'd buy candles and coffee Brilliant. cups, I'd get 
wallpapers for backgrounds, I'd lay it all out, I'd do nice flat lays. Um, no, do you know, in fact, this is, a, this is a quite a nice part of the story. Um, before they offered me the part-time job, they says, right, we'll give you a week's trial. Okay. To see what you can do to turn it around. Um, if you prove to us that you can do this in a week, then we'll give you the job. Right. So, obviously, I, I was in this meeting and I was shitting myself. I was like, I can't... And I was going to New York the next week with uni. Okay. And I was like, I can't tell them, oh, I'm going to New York, so I can't do it next week. Because then they'll just be like, okay, oh, well, then that's your chance going. So I said, right, listen, I'm going to New York, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it when I'm on holiday. I'll do it when I'm in New York. Um, so I requested five bras from the warehouse. <laughs> um, and then before I went, I developed like a kind of story be- behind each bra. Each of the bras at the point, they all had names. And I created like a kind of personality for each of the bras. Yep. They all had their names and they all had what they were up to in New York. So Rhea would be out in the New York clubs drinking, whereas... Penelope would be in the streets of Central Park walking around enjoying nice. the flowers. So Marketing each, guru yes, extraordinary. So each of these five bras, they had their personalities. So me being me, takes five bras to New York and walks about New York with five bras on the back. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. And then I would, all my friends, I'd be like, right, okay, guys, one of you take one strap, one of you take the other strap, and then I'd be lying on the floor getting the angles across Times Square with this big red bra. And everyone was like, what are you doing? Why is this young girl got her two friends holding a bra across Times Square so you can get a picture? Um, and what age are you, 17, 17 at this point, you? <clears throat> so then it was obviously it's very different to what you could do back here. So once I came back, they offered me the job to say, right, okay, like, obviously... You've took a real chance here by going on holiday, but you've really turned it around and you've proved yourself. Um, I so mean, got what a better job. backdrop than New York exactly, as well? That's, that's exactly. worked out very well. That's brilliant. That's better than your wallpaper from B&M anyway. So. I know. What would you have done if you were here? Would you have done the similar thing? Yeah, I think, I think creating the personalities for the brass as well. See, because they, they, they had names, it was... Yeah. And they were also specifically like designed and things. So creating the personalities, I think, was always going to be the right thing to do to... Yeah. You need personality on social media as well or else it's boring. Yes, very true, very true. So what was next then? So then I worked there for a full year and we did different campaigns. I did kind of visual merchandising and things while I was at it. Um, Big marketing events, blogger events. And then after third year of uni, I thought, right, okay, I'm fully into what I'm doing here. I know that I'm doing the right thing. I know that social media for a brand is, is exactly what I want to do. There was no questions about it. And then after third year, I thought, do I keep doing this for another year just to get a BA honours while I'm working part-time? Or do I go out there with just a BA and get an extra year's experience? I thought, I thought, when some in a year's time, does someone want someone who's got a BA honours with no experience? Or do they want someone who's got a BA with a year of experience? Yep. Credit to you for thinking like that, because yeah. most people would just be like... And I think a lot of people think, oh, it's, it's all about the degree. But I think now, I think it's so competitive that experience is just as important, if not more important than a degree. Yeah, absolutely. So then, after my third year at uni, I graduated with my BA. And I thought, right, okay, it's time for me to get a full-time job. Oh. And then I saw a job at FakeBake. Hey. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> And that's where the love story began. <laughs> and that's the intricate love story began. So this is where Amy and I 
first mate. Yeah. So I interviewed you, God, how many years ago was that? So now? that must have been three. Three years ago. Three years ago. Um, That lovely day that you walked in and you had your grey hair. It was your grey. Oh my God, it was so grey. It was it grey at the time? Yeah, it was yeah, like it was, steel grey. That was right, you really suited that. And um, then you had your bright pink hair. Oh God, yep. still going with it. But you um really stood out amidst Thanks. the crowd because you, and obviously like Fake Bake does have a big draw, yeah. especially for people that are creative but love fashion and beauty. Um, but yeah, you could just tell that you were very forward thinking um, and had amazing experience. <laughs> and like not everyone at that age, and that is the problem when girls leave uni because... It is experience that people look yeah. for now and if you leave and you've not got it, you struggle to get someone who's gonna give you and pay you. Yeah, almost. exactly. Like, and it's now when you now when you come out it's a million girls want to get into it now as well. So yeah. I think to get the experience as early as you can. Yeah. Even if it means that you don't get one day off for six months, it's it's worth it obviously doing. proves to be worth it because anything on your C V is good these oh. days, so Absolutely. So talk about, obviously, I know, but tell everybody else the types of things that you did at Fake Bake. So at Fake Bake, we did... Oh, God, I can't remember. So we did, obviously, I did all of social media at that point. Fake Bake had kind of three brands. Well, main Fake Bake and then two sub-brands. So they had Fake Bake Beauty at Home, which was a kind of network marketing business. Would you say that? Yep. And then they had Fake Bake Beyond Bronze, which was basically fake bake's kind of younger sister the more cheaper version um so at that point fake bake did have the following because um celebrities tag fake bake all the time and we had that and it was basically just to kind of work on that and kind of rebrand the full social media um just kind of work on that creating themes and patterns and a kind of strategy for that because we never had that before yeah. before you came in it wasn't yeah it just wasn't like that it fake like in terms of like you said social media wasn't, it wasn't so important yep. it was something that brands kind of thought oh we better put something up we've not put something up in ages yep. but actually now people go to your social media before they go to your website exactly um so uh-huh you yeah, did so it was just kind of like creating strategy for that and kind of setting some rules in place and um, then we, I worked on the kind of influencer program so outreaching to bloggers every single week whilst also writing the fake bake blog, writing maybe two or three blog posts a week about tan, about events, about kind of current trends happening, um, ran kind of multi-brand giveaways, fake bake giveaways, um, did some Facebook lives. It was we full did. on. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone about the, the, the time that we went to light? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never, <coughs> ever get over this picture <laughs> in my head. Wait, what picture? Of you and your gorgeous wee car. And we'd parked. So, oh! oh, my God. So, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right, so we went for a meeting with Reese Donnelly, who's probably one of our, both of our very close friends now. <laughs> a meeting with him at Light, because Beyond Bronze was just kind of launching socially. Yeah. We wanted to do a kind of partnership, so Beyond Bronze... Um, kind of partnered up with Light Glasgow, the nightclub. And we went in for a meeting. And basically, it was po- it was pouring a rain, wasn't it? Oh, it was a horrible day, uh-huh. It was pouring a rain. <laughs> and then we were a bit stressed. I think we had to carry, like, to carry a lot of boxes of tan and things like that. So I just kind of dumped my car 
And then after the meet, make it was it before the meet or after the meet? It was after because remember Reese said park in the lane. Yes. And it was like the thinnest wee bit on Queen Street, so you yeah. would never even it know. It was like a tiny, a there was tiny no alley. car parking spaces in it. So but I just you went in first, and then I just managed to reverse out because I had my reverse camera. So oh, I managed yeah. to get out and park in the street. I just kind of squished it, didn't I? Oh, you just... And it was that... And what was it? It was in a wee Audi. Yeah, a wee Audi A1. A1. It was so cute. It was so beautiful. Sky blue or baby blue. Baby blue. And it was and just it, squished in it this lane. It was like something out of Austin Powers. It was like when you went forward, you hit the wall. When you went back, <laughs> you hit the wall. When you went forward, <laughs> you hit the wall. And it was just like really, really tiny wee try to turn. It was actually... It was like... Oh. It was like when the, the walls are just caving in at both oh sides. And the car's just getting... Squish. Was it was just, like there was no way that I could go any further forward or any further back and I was just totally stuck and then we had to get one of the guys from like one of the restaurants to come out and move his car and oh it was oh. it was an absolute nightmare but you took it so well <coughs> see if that was me I would be like and that's part of your you've got such a positive personality see if it was me I'd have just been on the ground crying but you were just kind of still smiling <laughs> like oh god I'm hit it again after the first bash I was like oh no that's it and then it just kept going <laughs> there was nothing else I could I do know, I know it was always as if you were just like oh I've done it now I and I was like, like oh no <laughs> at that point I was like okay we need some kind of bulldozer <laughs> How, oh, a crane we needed a crane to a come crane up above to take a it, helicopter crane to pick oh. it up because I couldn't go. How did I even get out of that? I don't know. I, don't, I honestly. I think I just squished it more. I think you just. Oh, I think by that point you were just like, do you know what? I'm just going to go for this because it's wacky. It scratched everywhere. I was just watching with my oh. head in my hands. Like, oh, it's pouring a rain. And oh. before that, I had sandals on and then I stood on a big puddle that was actually like <laughs> the time capsule swimming. <laughs> It was just a right day. It, it was, was, it was it? a messy day. It wasn't great. And then what about this? But I think that day also, before that, I did my spray tan course. Oh my god, that's right. So and you're, oh, I you're had tan. a spray. So I did my sp- I learned to do spray tans literally that morning before the meeting. So I had a spray tan that day. So meanwhile, I'm getting squished and it's pouring rain. I've got a spray tan. You look like a zebra. So my spray tan, yep, turns into an absolute zebra. Je- Jesus. So it, it was maybe. Top 10 worst days of my life. Oh, God. Honestly, I genuinely think I'll ever forget that. So that's That's just like a lesson to everyone. Don't ever park. If you think you can't fit, then you're not going to fit. Yeah, don't just think you can do it because you can. You're not going to fit, girls. uh Especially when you're in a lovely (laughs) Audi A1. Another time. But there was a few good laughs at Facebook. That was a... So we had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, You dealt with a lot of of celebrities. And that was kind of like a stepping stone then for where you yeah. I couldn't I could never have did what I was doing now if it wasn't for fake bake as well because I think like the jump from Ultimo to quiz would have been so different fake bake kind of lured you into the whole celebrity influencer thing um and then working on something that already has like a massive audience as well it was good to yeah. kind of learn from that learn what changes you need to make and obviously working with the great team who had oh, lots of knowledge. Oh, that's lovely. Well, when you left, you obviously, it was like a real, you were sorely missed because you brought so much more than you had to, I think. And yeah. I think that's the thing about you, you going above and beyond and you are so skilled when it comes Thank to what you. you do. So, you know, so so what, what, what next then? So then I worked at Fake Bake for a year and then after that, um, while I was at Fake Bake, I did kind of brand multi-brand giveaways um and 
we did one with quiz. Um, so it was when I think it was maybe like a hundred pound quiz voucher and a hundred pound worth of fake baked tan. Um, so I worked with a girl called Kirsten from quiz on that giveaway. Um, meanwhile, I actually also had my own blog with my best friend called Two Blondes One Blog. So that was just like a bit on the side that we did. It was just kind of a fun. Side hustle. Bit of fashion, bit of beauty, bit of lifestyle. Um, so that was, it wasn't like a massive thing. Um, but Quiz used to do a lot of kind of blogger store parties and things like that. And Kirsten would invite us along to that. So I ended up kind of really getting to know Kirsten, who was kind of the only one at Quiz doing marketing at that point. Um working on my own blog and then working through fake bake doing these giveaways and things and then one day Kirsten approached me and she says listen we are looking for a social media person to come in and kind of help us on social media would you be up for that and I says yeah that sounds amazing obviously I did my degree in fashion and um, so it's just kind of perfectly suited as the next step up and exactly where you kind of want to be I think a lot of things do come up but at, at that point where you first hear about it you know whether it's right or you know whether it's wrong and I just knew that was right straight away. You get a gut about things yeah. don't you? And then went for the interview and it went really well and they offered me the job and then I'll never forget me having to pull you in the boardroom. Oh I was so gutted that day because oh. I just knew Yeah. and I just I think I, I probably I could have probably handled it better with you like because I didn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> But I was actually gutted. It was, was sad. It was very sad because I, I loved I loved fake bake. Like we oh, had we such had good times. We had laughs. it was it was cushy at points, um, and then yeah, I had to tell the lovely Laura that I was leaving her. I don't even think I could speak. Like You're I was right. just looking at you, like <gasps> really? questioning you with my eyes. Like <laughs> what are you doing? But the thing for me was I hundred percent knew yeah. that like it was right for you yeah. because you you've always wanted to do the fashion thing and quiz was going to be able to offer you a different scale of platform yeah. and so I knew that it was right for you but I just I didn't want to let you go <laughs> she tied me up if I could put you in a, if I could have put you in like a wee cage, cage or something at that point I like I'm only joking <laughs> uh, I only want the best for you so so the bit when you left oh my god I was crying <laughs> I would both had spray tans again. You're like, oh, if I don't have a tan. And no, then... if you ever think anything's gonna anything's gonna go wrong or anything's gonna get emotional, just don't get a spray tan because don't. we both walked out on my last day with stripy faces. Oh, it was so emotional, but emotional in a happy way because yeah. you were going to the right place. And credit to Kirsten if she was just doing the marketing on her own yeah. at that point for Quiz because Quiz was a, still a matter. It, they're yeah. not as big. It wasn't as big, as big online, but, but yeah, it was. It was ready to get there and kind of step up to what competitors like Miss Guy did and things were doing. So, and we had been spray tanning the Miss Guy did yes. so that giving you a wee taste of what fashion. Yeah. We went to the Miss Guy did head office and. I knew that that was that was unreal, and I loved that, and I wanted to be in something like that. So now that's good. So talk about <coughs> let's talk about quiz then, because I think everybody is interested in quiz. Yeah. Because very cleverly, like you girls, all seem to be well. The social team, especially, are all influencers in your own yeah. right, which I think is like a super clever thing for a brand to do. Because if your workers have got a social media following, people are then naturally really interested in your brand. Yep, and we're out going to all these events and things, wearing quiz and we'll tag it and I think 
in Glasgow, I think that's where not in a big kind of big headed way or anything, but the full kind of quiz queen perception. People are like, oh, you're quiz queens, and like that's such a weird thing to say, but but, but yeah, yeah and that's like, like... I think the demand for jobs. I think maybe a year and a half ago when I joined, it was kind of like. Mm, and probably three years before that, people would have been like, eh, quiz, absolutely not. That's where I got my tacky prom dress and my absolute riot school uniform. Like, we all we, we all know that. We all had that black school skirt with the, <laughs> silver, with the pleats and the silver diamonds. Everyone had it. But we loved it. Everyone time, loved so. it. You had your black over-the-knee socks with the coloured bows. <laughs> we did. We all had it. We all Very loved true. it. And I think three years ago, yeah, that for people to think, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and do social media for quiz people probably would have laughed in your face but now it, it has it has changed around so much and when I came on it was still a bit mm, but now I think right now the all the girls out there that go out and study fashion or marketing or even kind of buying and designing things I yeah. think it, a lot of girls in Glasgow do work there now so it has become like a big thing that people are really really kind of want to chase so oh, absolutely it is it's really competitive now and like I think it's a lot harder to get a job in the industry now because as we know in the past what two years social media has just became the biggest thing in the world oh god of course it really really has it's so important and, and you guys seem to be the brand that really really like makes the most of the content that yeah. you get so you go on unbelievable trips with yeah. your job we were talking about this earlier on like how are you going to get a job exactly. like that it's it's like if you're you really you're only gonna to get to do it if you're an air hostess, but <laughs> I know but even at that, <laughs> but it's yeah, not it is same. totally different. So right now, like the kind of the social team, what we'll do is we'll take bloggers away on influencer trips. So the first one we did in May last year, and we went to Ibiza. We took six bloggers away with us on the deal that we take these bloggers away. We put them up. We were on this pink hotel. It was the most amazing thing ever. We went out for. To beach clubs, we went to dinners, went to all these clubs, did photo shoots, went on private yachts. It was amazing and basically just on the condition that these bloggers posted on Instagram, tagging quiz and hashtag quizxibitha. Um, so that was the kind of first time that anyone in the industry had really done it. It was yeah. the first blogger trip. And I think after that, it did kind of turn it around for quiz a lot in the kind of blogger industry. I think every blogger recognised it and thought, wow quiz where did you pull this out from yeah like, it was like a now, and then after that a lot more people wanted to work with quiz because their kind of perception had changed as well so that's a big part of our job as well as like changing people's perception yep. because people will walk by it and on the street and they'll laugh and say oh remember quiz but now it's it's kind of changing as well oh remember quiz actually they've got all right stuff in now they why yeah why don't yeah they do cool things and they've got amazing people working for them like yeah. now we have like lauren pope chloe lewis we've got a mass of celebrities so i think the perception is slowly but surely changing we're definitely yeah. getting there it's turning around no so. absolutely and you guys wearing the clothes as well sometimes you're like god that's like yeah uh, where's that just from changing, quiz really changing yeah. perceptions that's yeah. exactly what it is so what do you guys look for in an influencer then in an influencer what the kind of main things that we will look for is obviously someone who has a following um sometimes we'll actually find it that micro influencers have better impact than the kind of major celebrities and things so people who only have about ten thousand followers because actually they've got much better they've got much higher engagement or that a lot of people that are following them is people that actually know them as well so uh, that's sometimes so quite important 
Um, what would you consider as a micro micro blogger? What kind of say followers someone who's I don't know maybe two thousand twenty thousand. Right. Okay. Um, and then anyone above that, I they're usually kind of expected to be paid now as yeah. well. So now that the blogger industry has become so kind of popular, a lot of bloggers are charging for their posts, are yeah. charging for their work. So. We now have a budget in place, which means that we can we can pay the girls that have a million followers and things like that, um, which obviously is also worth it as well. I think it's good to have a balance between the two. Yep. Um, we'll always look for someone that has genuine style and it's not just like, oh, I got that for free, so I'm going to wear it. It's yeah. someone who can say no to some free things because yep. it's not their type and they have a genuine, their style as well. It's not just every post is, oh, ad, sponsored. It's, yeah. Because that's, that, that is, there, it's, it is sometimes getting so diluted with that kind of thing. But you yeah. can spot it a mile away. And then another important thing that we will look at as well is the blogger's engagement. Um, so if they've got 10,000 followers but they only get 100 likes yeah. on a photo, it's not worth working for them. Because even though they have the followers, the amount of people that probably see their pictures on their feed is, is not anywhere near yeah. that. Um, so yeah, engagement is definitely an important thing Yeah, too. yeah. I know that's everybody wants to be a blogger or a vlogger yep. now, don't they? Yeah. Everybody, that's what they, that's what you want. And to I do. think sometimes when you see people that maybe try too hard as well, you can see that it's forced, and mm-hmm. you can see like some of the like yeah okay, there's there's nice candid shots which are obviously great, good for the gram. Good for but the gram. But I think sometimes you can see it that people really do force it and. It's not, it's not kind of likeable. I think it's when you see people's kind of personal life coming through on it as well, and you can see that they're happy and having a good time, and they've they've not they've not tried one million times for that shot and yes, edited uh-huh. it with a thousand editing tools, and I think it's good to see real life through it as well and a bit of personality. That's what we we find very important as well is when we're doing these trips, we need to find bloggers that actually have a great personality to take on the trips yes. because. If someone's going to come away with us and they're going to sit in silence, we, oh. it's not good for us if we're videoing the full trip. It's, no. We need we need <laughs> girls that are a laugh and show a bit of personality and show that they're a quiz queen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of different factors, but they all come together. And there, there's a lot of girls out there that are absolutely amazing and they, they have the full package and we're yep. good to have them on our side now because we, we do take them away and... We'll take them out for nice brunches in London or photo shoots and we've got like a massive American trip coming up in which we'll meet lots of American bloggers. Um, so yeah, hopefully so it just goes lots, well as I know, totally. So what would you say then for anyone listening who wants to get into social media, um, what would you say are the kind of skill set that someone needs to have? As a job or as a blogger? As a So as a job firstly. As a job, I think as a job, like I've said, um, in the previous few minutes I think getting as much experience as possible if I was to receive someone's CV right now and they have a degree in marketing but they have been working for four years in a restaurant just kind of serving food it's I think it's all fine and well knowing all these like kind of marketing keywords and you know the, the, the yes, kind of diagrams the and all, and yeah, all the that. full jargon that you learn in uni the textbook stuff yeah okay that's good but I think when you actually go into a job, you don't sit there with a textbook and say, okay, how can we apply this marketing tool, practice? It's like all these words that have all these meanings. How do we apply that? It's it's not like that at all. I think 
then if I had someone who came straight from doing four years doing social media for their grand's shop on the corner. Yeah. They 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 know what what kind of skill set you need, and they know the kind of they they know what how to get around that because you could have a marketing degree, but have you ever posted? Have you seen a business page on Instagram? Yeah. Do you know how to work Snapchat? And it's it's all these kind of silly things that you don't actually think about when you're sitting in a uni lecture or anything. I think great. I think. The best thing to do is, yeah, get your education because that's so important. But while you're doing your education, while you can work part-time, like, chap on every single person's door, get yeah. experience, contact. It is becoming, there is a lot more brands in Glasgow now than there ever used to be. It's yeah. becoming, like, it is slowly becoming, like, Manchester and London and things. So yeah. kind of learn, learn, learn who's around you and what's around you. Learn what kind of industries that you're interested in. I've always been interested in fashion and yeah. beauty. But then there's travel places, yeah. there's restaurants, there's big kind of... There's also a lot of PR agencies. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so many things around you that you wouldn't think about. There's like even like... Even banks need social media. Like yeah. Everything like... Every, every company now, social media is a thing. So I think kind of learn kind of shop, not shop about, but learn from experience of what kind of sector that you want to get into and then just try and kind of focus on that and get as much experience as you can. Yeah, absolutely. So you think it's worth doing unpaid experience? Definitely. I did six months unpaid and that yeah. was the best. If I didn't do the six months, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got that job. Imagine I went and just said, listen, guys, this is what I can do. They wouldn't have said it because they hadn't known me for six months. Yeah, so. exactly. And what about the channels themselves then? What do you say is most important for a business for a business right now i would say if you if you are a business trying to sell or if you're focused on pushing people to your website trying to get traffic i'd probably say facebook and because you obviously you have your direct links you can boost the posts you can target them really easily and and then there's obviously the whole review thing so i think if you're maybe i don't know no. mind back you know yeah. but then no, vis- visually kind of like fashion brands um, hair salons and things like that as well I think creating a full brand perception is so important through Instagram yeah Um, if you have girls who are influencers and things like that um, posting about you or visiting you or buying from you Instagram is definitely the way forward because that's where they're posting so that's where you're getting their followers kind of tapping into your page as well and then kind of just yeah, creating a vision for your brand and like yeah, it's just so people it's don't want vision. to read text anymore. People like people's attention span is just getting smaller and smaller as the years go on. People yep. don't want to read a paragraph in the newspaper. Yeah, they want to see one nice picture on Instagram with a very short caption and then yeah, maybe they'll like it or they'll just scroll by so quickly. So if you don't have that amazing image, then it's gonna get lost and it's just you, yeah you'll scroll by and yeah. in seconds and, and miss it so you need to kind of draw people's attention really easily and um, with instagram as well you've then got instagram stories which also are so important to get algorithm and kind of get people recognizing your brand making sure you're constantly there um and then what's obviously just launched in the past few weeks is instagram tv Um, so obviously i have my own youtube channel now kind of filming a week in the life of me so every single week I'll have a different weekly vlog just my week week in and out just me every single day 
six in the morning with no makeup to and it's hilarious to your going vlog to is... the gym to Saturday night out in the town steaming so it's like video content I think now is so important see for like the young the younger generation right now they're not out in the street anymore they're on their phones and they're watching all these vloggers on YouTube and yep. so many mums and things say that like all, all their kids do is is watch video now and it has it's changed so much videos become such a big thing so to catch the kind of younger audience right now I'd say YouTube is so important um video in general is so important yeah. so with launch the, the launch of Instagram TV not massive yet but I think it's going to be as big as YouTube in the next few years as well when yeah. Instagram stories launched everyone hated it I know everyone thought why are they copying Snapchat what, yeah. what have they done there's no need for Instagram stories when we have Snapchat now everyone hates Snapchat and is addicted to Instagram well, that's stories that's the thing I know Snapchat just seems to be it's gone it's, it's, it's yeah, going off the radar now isn't it really so now I think that's in the next maybe a year or two I think Instagram's TV will really take off and, and be a fly out of YouTube yeah so what about tell us you, you touched on it there um, but we want to talk about your vlog yes um, because it is absolutely brilliant <laughs> yours you. is truly one of the only vlogs that I like regularly tune into yeah. um, because Thanks. obviously like your time short and stuff like that and it, normally for me it's like I listen, I've got a thing that I listen to on YouTube for meditation it's just like a sound thing and uh, I'll go and it'll show me like my favourites and then I'll just see Moo and I'm like, I should be meditating now but I think <laughs> I'm just going to watch like this Ibiza video or I'm just going to watch this, my sister and my best pal and I'm just like, oh, I can't not watch it. <laughs> but you get That's like funny. thousands of views, it's you're amazing. doing really well. So I don't, I don't, I actually really wanted to start that as, I think, I've always wanted to... I like to talk, as you can probably tell You're right now. You're good at I'm talking. Like, la, la, la. Charismatic. <laughs> but then... Um, I think like one of those things when you're younger, since you've been young, you you always want to be something. I think being a presenter would be the best thing ever. Like if I could talk for a living right now, yep, a hundred percent, I would. That would be fun. <laughs> we need me work for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't need to pay me. It's fine. <laughs> MTV, it's fine. <laughs> you can be on MTV. Present the Grammys. Don't worry, I don't need a fee. <laughs> um. So. Obviously, uh, I, I was really into that. And actually, me and my best friend, Melissa, when we had her, her vlog, two blogs, one blog, we had a vlog too, but it never really took off for us. We didn't put enough time into it. And then, when did, when was that? Was it April I started? I think it... End of March? Yeah, I think it was. Because the last Mar- time, well, the last March, time you came here, you bloody videoed and you walked in. Yeah, and so I that was the first... So the cream of my face. <laughs> So I just decided, so I don't, I actually didn't tell anyone, I just woke up one Monday and I just decided, right, I'm going to vlog, but I hate, I hate watching, obviously a makeup tutorial and things is good, but see just sitting in front of the camera for every single, like every single YouTube video on your couch, just not moving, like there's only so much you can do and show which is actually real because you're not just forcing it yes. and for sitting at the camera for 10 minutes, right, what can I say next? So basically, I just wanted to kind of change it up a bit. I thought every single day is so different for me, whether it's in work or what I'm doing after work yep. or what I'm doing at the weekend. I thought, why not show that? Um, Obviously, show that on Instagram and things, but I don't talk on my Instagram. My Instagram is silent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you should, though. <laughs> no, I'm 
No, I'd feel cringe. Oh, why? I'd be embarrassed, don't know. <laughs> it's like, you post a YouTube video every week, but no, not on the gram, not on the gram. She doesn't speak on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, so yeah, I just decided, why why don't I just film a week in the life of me? I'll see how it goes. Um, if I, if I decide that I don't like it, then I'll stop and I won't post it, but let's just give it a try so oh, Monday morning I sat in my car and I just got my phone out just started talking absolute shit and then on the Monday night it was my first night of vlogging I turned up to Laura's door <laughs> knocked the door <laughs> she answered the door full face of suit of cream oh, and I was like oh hi just to let you know I've started a vlog <laughs> I know I was like are you actually joking I, I had a camera in her face and she was like oh my god oh my god like so yeah we started that and yeah i think it was march um and it's a big commitment for you because you do religiously it takes a lot of time so since march i think there's maybe only been what there's one week i was really ill and i didn't vlog the full week because it was so ill but since then i've did yeah i think a weekly vlog every week so tonight i just posted vlog week 14 Brilliant. So, how many weeks? So, four, eight, twelve. So, yeah, just over three months now. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, religiously every single week. There can be an odd day that I'll miss out because in seven days, it's, it's quite heavy, you know, but at yes. least five days out of the week, I will have a camera on my face at one point. And, yeah, I'll basically vlog what I'm up to every single day, put it all together Monday to Sunday and upload on maybe a Wednesday. Don't know. Takes a very long time. To edit and it's hard work. Yes. And it, it's hard to kind of get the gist of editing and getting into the flow of it because you sit down with all this footage, you need to chop it up as well. It's like you see vloggers that will post videos and they're maybe half an hour long, but like like I said, people don't have a high attention span anymore. People are so busy as well. Yeah. Um so I'll always try and keep my vlogs maybe under like ten minutes long, just so it's a quick ten minutes before you go to bed. Oh, it's yeah, fine. Absolutely. It's not long, I'll just quickly watch Amy's vlog and yeah. it's it's a very busy vlog. There's not much kind of silence in it or there's not much oh my God, kind of you're always somewhere in the talking. world as well. If there's if there's a kind of a, a minute for a breath a second for a breath, we'll cut it out because a second for a breath, every sentence is a lot. It's, I think for me, it's just about cutting it down as much as cutting I can, kind of compressing the week. Seeing someone's week in eight minutes is that's enough. Yeah, that's a. It's, it's, how long does it take you to edit then? That's a big. Normally, task. it would probably take me two full nights. That's that's yeah. Yeah, so I'd say if I've got, normally when I upload it, I'll maybe have an hour of content. Yeah. And I'll need to chop that down to about eight minutes. That's crazy. So it's essentially you're cutting out fifty minutes that you've recorded oh so it is a lot that you need to chop out but it's just being selective and just choosing if there's a part where i'm just sitting in my car talking absolute rubbish i'll think Ugh, who cares just delete it like just show i just show obviously like the good parts are the kind of highlights of it um but yeah i'd say it takes me maybe if i was to sit and do it straight maybe like five hours that's a lot. So you do it. You can appreciate why videographers yeah. charge yeah. such high people, prices. Yeah, though. people do charge a lot of money, and it's it's a good business to be in right now for oh, yeah. videographers that do shoot campaigns and stuff because it does. It takes a long time. What when I'm actually filming, it doesn't take up any part of my time whatsoever. Because exactly, because you're doing. I'm you're doing talking. Anyway. I'm talking on the move. If I'm if I'm going down to London with work, I'll talk on the plane, I'll talk in the Uber, yes. I'll talk while I'm on my way to the toilet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
And do you ever but let people true. look at, at you when you're yes. to do that? I remember my first time walking in Glasgow vlogging. I was myself <laughs> and I was walking to Queen I was walking from Central Station to Queen Street Station and it was the first time that I had ever done it. And I was like, right, okay, I'm myself. I had no makeup on. I had a suitcase and I just got my phone out and I was like, right, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk from Central to Queen Street and I'm just going to start vlogging. And then, yeah, so many people stared at me. But I think it's that point, it's like, all my friends are like, Amy, don't do that. That's so embarrassing. But I think because at first, yes, so embarrassing. But now I'm like, I'm used to it. Like, I'm, I'm doing it every single day. Yeah, people, and people are used to seeing people doing it now, yeah, I people, think, as like, well. See, when you're, if you're walking down McCannon Street right now, everyone will be on their phones, whether they're looking at Facebook or on the phone or texting someone or vlogging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's actually, it's okay. You just need to not care, really. Yeah. And you do everything on your iPhone. Yep, everything is filmed on my little iPhone 8 Plus. Um, I actually filmed a video last week. Half of it was on my camera, just because I was sitting static doing a Q&A. Uh, then the camera died and I couldn't be arsed charging it, so I just got the phone out. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, the iPhone's the way to go. I think you would get more looks if you're walking about the street with a camera. And who yes. wants to carry a camera about, let's be honest, every single day? Exactly. Because I could be... I could be walking down the street and if an ice cream van comes up, I'm going to video it. Like, you know, it's like random things like that. If you're in Tesco and you see Halloumi, you're going to video it. (laughs) But that's what's good about your vlog. So that's good because you you literally, you can just, you can literally just take your phone out. You're always going to have your phone out. You're always going to have your phone on you. So you don't miss a second really with it. No. I oh, know that's right, and you don't. So you you don't plan your content. You Never. It's just I all think all if natural. it was to plan, it would be forced as well. And it's not. It isn't natural. It's like I think that's what I really focus on. It's just being like a week in the life of. Yeah. Like and that's I'll wake up on the Monday. I won't know what I'm doing on the Monday night. I won't know what's happening and work yeah. on Tuesday. But if something happens, the camera's out or. If I've got a spare minute in the car, then the camera's out and I'll just decide what I want to say as soon as I press play. It's not like, okay, so I'm going to say this. It's just like, okay, press play. What do you have to say? So Brilliant. it's random, but it's random, people but it's like good. it. I know, and it's going to, I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. I hope so. I hope so. So what would be the dream then? What's... I'd love to do that full time. I think the dream would to be to talk for, for, a, oh, of talk for a living. Yeah. I think it'd be amazing to get a job at like MTV or kind of E when you see even kind of ITV, whatever. Like Holly Willoughby, she's got the dream job. Fern Cotton, she's got the dream job. Dream. Like yeah. you see all these presenters and things and they just sit on a couch, they talk. Exactly. And I'm like, how, like wow, that's amazing. So Laura Whitmore and things like that as well. It's, it's so good. And then I would love for, for that to be my job as well. But then also... To still do a weekly vlog and still show people that that life, I think yeah, that would be oh, cool. Imagine you have to keep that. Imagine up you for worked sure. at a massive like TV program and you were vlogging every day as well. People would love that. Yeah, they would love it. I know, and when it's real, and that's the thing about you, it's definitely real. Yeah. It's not like a false. Yeah. So how can people find you on YouTube then if they if they search Amy Moore? If you just search Amy Moore, or if you do YouTube dot com slash forward slash Amy Moore X. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. That's, That's it. it. Yeah, give me a little subscribe, gals. Yeah, subscribe for sure. So, well, thank you so much, Amy. I feel like we've thank covered you. so many topics and that'll be certainly useful for people that are thinking about social media, they're yeah. thinking about fashion or they're interested in vlogging. Yeah. So, And you're only bloody 21 and you've already achieved all this <laughs> stuff. So, retire. God, what is happening next for you? But we'll all be keeping an eye on you, so... Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you have listened, sorry if I've talked too much. <laughs> not at all. Sorry. Not at all. You can never talk too much. <laughs> Bye. Bye then. <laughs>